for hitting that good old download button because i am rpm and this is the fickle fanboy where i'll make your back crack and your liver quiver if you will <laughs> wow that hasn't happened in a while hmm. well uh now you, you know <coughs> <coughs> uh, um, uh, you know something uh, right up the gate <laughs> i'd i'd bet money that you're probably asking yourself what the fuck is the fickle fanboy? Who is he? What's he all about? And and basically, mind your own fucking business. Cause it's whatever I want it to be, you know. Just anything at all. I mean, you just never know. <laughs> anything that just happens to piss me off in the moment. Which I gotta say. That covers a lot of ground. <laughs> I, I, I mean, shit. Could be anything. I mean, uh, let's, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pro probably. Once in a while. Uh,. Comic books? Yeah, yeah, there, there'll be a lot of that. What else? Uh, com comic book movies? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, there, there'll be a lot of that. Too much of it, actually. <laughs> Fuck. So, with that said, I hope you'll join me along for the ride. Because when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit. But for now, kick up your feet, relax, and hell, as long as you don't touch my booze, we're good to go. Because from here on out, I'll be here covering Zod knows what. As I penetrate your mind hole for about an hour or so. But, uh, as for today, I think I'm gonna start off nice and slow as I hit you no good lint licking squirrel smokers with something, uh, a little ditty I. Actually, let's, let's, let's put a pin in that for a second. Uh, just for a second, though. Because I really need to get something off my chest.
Because movies today. Hmm. They suck. I mean, there's just no way around it. And believe me, I've tried. But, but, uh, <laughs> no. There's just no way around it. I mean, the cash swollen blockbusters by which Hollywood continuously makes their living? They fucking stink. And I'm not talking about a movie that it, it could be better. I'm talking Battleship bad. I'm talking Crystal Skull bad. Hell, just go out and say it. Force Awakens bad. I know, I know. And, and the worst part is it's our fault. I mean, you, 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 you couldn't just leave well enough alone, could you? I mean, you couldn't just put down those damned lightsabers you bought at Walmart and fucking, fucking chill for once, could you? Aww. Huh. Well, I got something to ask you, bastards. I just gotta know. Are, are you happy? <laughs> you, you proud of yourself? I mean, you, you did this to us. You know that, right? I mean, you may not carry the whole burden, but you carry more of the guilt than you care to fucking admit. And, and not just because of Star Wars, but because of all the actions that led up to Star Wars. The hissy fits and complaining and whining and, well, just every little thing that you did while getting so damn giddy about the movie. And it's, it's those very actions that you've displayed time and time again that have come back to get us in a whole heap of trouble. Because, I mean, look what you did. I mean, the mere fact that all it took was the thought of Luke, Leia, and Han back in action as they try not to break a hip, or in some cases their good leg, and, and suddenly were this damned hyped. I mean, damn. That, that depresses the fuck out of me, you know? It really does. Because, and I know I may be alone in this, but for me, all it took was hearing Chewie, we're home, for the first time. And I knew I had a bad feeling about this. So the, the mere fact that it could all be happening again, it, it, it fucking astounds me. I mean, seriously. The fact that all it took was a few images and some teaser trailers that basically equated to Jar Jar, I mean JJ, yelling, Hey, everyone, it's Star Wars. Look, 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 it's Star Wars. Remember fucking Star Wars? And then suddenly, it was as if Phantom Menace never even happened. Just, just never fucking happened. 
It was the damnedest thing. I mean, it's as if the grave they dug us and the franchise. As if that shit couldn't get any deeper. Especially after the damn re-releases of the 90s. A handful of ass-licking sycophants grabbed the shovel and started fucking digging. I mean, they grabbed the shovel in one hand and the rest of us in the other. And they just started fucking digging. It was the dangerous thing I ever saw. They just... They took what was once heralded as one of the greatest franchises of all time, and they just discarded it, and started piling dirt right on in. And I, I just can't help but ask, why? Why do that? I mean, f fuck. I mean, can, can anyone really answer that? Just, why? I mean, I'm just looking for answers. Just, just some damned logic here. I mean, shit. Was the want and need for some lighthearted bullshit to teethe on as you lazy knobs escaped your boring ass fuckhead lives really all that strong? That you had to do this? But tell me this, were you really all that hard up that you jumped this high, this fast, over the, the idea of seeing your heroes back in action? Were you daft dickheads just that damn bored that you were willing to blindly risk it all one last time? I mean, damn. <laughs> Are you serious? Hmm. I mean, well, in that case, those of you that wanted this bullshit, well, be careful what you wish for, because now you have it. And, and, and remember, just, just keep in mind that what you did is, you, you, you didn't just bring forth a shitty movie. No, no. If if that was all you did, I mean, shit, I could probably forgive that in time. But 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 no, no. What you despicable maggots did is much much worse. And and it hurts me to say that, you know. I mean, I don't take the shit lightly. And neither should you sons of bitches. Because what you've done here is, is so much worse than any of you know. I mean, you've taken all the hopes and dreams of fans all around the world. You've taken that blissful delusion that maybe someday it might be okay. That all the wrongs of the 90s could and would be righted. And you, you took all that so many held on to for so many years. And you, you took all of that and you just you squashed it all, man. I mean, one second, 
here I am minding my own business and and the next second just just I mean you you cock juggling thundercunts you you took it from me you just you just ripped it out of my hands what the hell I mean, I know when dealing with Star Wars, you're dealing with a franchise that never really took itself seriously in the first place. But still, what what the hell? You know, with The Force Awakens, I, I kind of wish that, at the very least, we the fans could have taken it seriously. E even if, just for like, a moment. <laughs> I, I, I mean... Why would any one of you jack-offs, even for a second, think that maybe dragging these poor bastards who are well past their prime back into the limelight? What? Why would you think that might make things better? I mean, shit. The moment details started to leak like a 80-year-old Filipino hooker's cooter, I mean, I knew we were in trouble. I knew they weren't even trying. I mean, they had the chance to give us gold. But instead of giving us something like Darth Krayt, they fucked around and gave us little more than Annie Jr. And yeah, we got the chance to relive the beauty that once was the original trilogy. Maybe for like a minute or two. But after that wow factor wore off, I knew we were fucked. And yeah, okay. It might have been kind of awesome at first, I'll give you that. But so was Avengers. And no one can convince me that that pile wasn't a fucking pile. And, and before one of you dick nuggets goes and tries to write me off as just some jackass with, with an axe to grind, just please remember one thing. I'm a fan too. Or hell, at least I was. And just like you, I had hopes once. I had hope. And sure, it didn't last long, but I had a glimmer of fucking hope. And, I mean, yeah, I... I also had that inkling that there was a pretty good chance that we might all end up getting ass-rammed, but... But still! Like the rest of you peckerheads? I had hope. And I held that hope close to my heart. I mean, hell, for a good long while there, I was shatnerizing all over myself, too. And all that did? Is, is bite me in the ass. Because the reality is, 
that no matter how much hope we had, we, we really never had a fucking chance. I mean, look at us now. Over a billion dollars later, and look at where the fuck we are now. I mean, shit. I, I can safely say it wasn't fucking worth it, you know? And, and all I can do is take solace at this point in the fact that I'm not the only one who thinks so. Because all you have to do is flee to YouTube and just a simple search will show thousands, if not millions, of fan-made videos that people have made just completely demolishing this shit. And rightfully so. I mean, the stink reaches far and wide. So far and wide that I had to go a, a few time zones and a large body of water away just to find someone who wasn't slobbing this movie's proverbial knob. But I found them. You see, the fine folk at Back to the Movies have quickly become some of the few people I actually trust with this shit. <coughs> Shameless plug. Shut up, asshole. And they wasted no time posting a critique of this sucker that says exactly how I feel. Minus a few dozen four-letter words here or there, but still. And while I seriously suggest taking some time out to visit their website, for now, let me just give you a small taste of what they had to say about the son of a bitch, okay? Let's market it as a new installment, but completely steal the script of A New Hope. Throw in some gender role reversals and some identical character arcs and no one will ever know. A stolen premise with so many plot holes in it that it would take me days to escape from. It's almost as though I want the Star Trek Enterprise to fly over this plot hole and beam me the hell out of here. Come on! I was really not impressed with The Force Awakens. Kylo Ren was terrible, definitely not a worthy successor to Darth Vader. It was almost as scary as a Teletubby, a Cabbage Patch Kid, or anything that I'd see on a daytime kids TV show. The film itself was Disneyfied. I was not happy at all. How many people did it take to write the script? Did they just copy and paste from A New Hope, embellish a little, flip some rolls around and think that no one would ever know? Behind its shield of hype and die-hard fans, Star Wars The Force Awakens may just be the biggest con that has raked in a silly amount of money for such a sub-par movie. All aboard the hype train, everybody. Choo-choo! <laughs> Damn, is it good to know I'm not alone. And if you want to go read the whole review or any number of reviews on any of the other projects they've covered, you can go ahead and head on over to www.bttm.co.uk or you can follow them on Twitter at, at Back to the Movies. That's B-C-K, the number two, the movies. And you can find my boy Sean, who you heard there, at EVVO1991. Tell him RPM sent you. He'll hate that. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying before, at this point, I just, I just can't say with a clear conscience it was ever fucking worth it. I mean, just look at the movie for crying out loud. Actually, that's, 
it's not a bad idea at this point. <laughs> I mean, as much as I would hate to sit through that son of a bitch again, uh, you know, it's... I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, why, why not? Let's just take a moment and look at this son of a bitch for what it really was. I mean, what could it hurt? I'm drunk anyway, let's get on with the show. Alright. Let's see here. Where, where to begin? Well, first off, if you haven't seen the movie before... Spoilers! If you don't want to hear about the movie, get the fuck out. Hmm, now that we have that out of the way, I'm not gonna go scene by scene or line by motherfucking line. But I'm about to cover a great deal of why this movie blows dirty rectum. Rectum? Damn near killed him. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, for Force Awakens, right? Alright. Well, I suppose I'll start off with the good shit, because <laughs> that won't take long. So let's see here. <sighs> good shit. Good shit. Well, the set and costume designs didn't suck. So I guess you got that. But other than that, there's not much good to say about this shit. And considering how low my expectations were to begin with, that's saying something, you know? Because, I mean, listen, I came into this thing having come to terms long ago with the fact that there wasn't anything I could do to change the missteps and mistakes that they were obviously going to make in this fucker. You know? I just couldn't. There's nothing I can do, and there's nothing I could have ever done to change the fact that they were going to lure the original trio of rapscallions back with the, the promise of a ginormous paycheck. So yeah, you're, you're damn right I went into this movie with extremely low expectations. I mean, shit. What else could I do but set the hurdle so low that they damn near had no other choice but to jump over it? Because all I wanted in this movie was for them to give me a reason to, to care again. Just remind me even just a little bit about why I even gave a fuck in the first place. Just jog my memory for a damn second about why I loved the franchise all those years ago. That's all I wanted. I mean, I didn't shuffle into that theater with unreasonable expectations of a great movie. Because I knew that anybody wanting that would ultimately be shot the fuck down. I mean, I saw Gone Fishing. I knew what it meant to have old JJ behind the pen. So no. All I wanted was a great Star Wars flick. And all I expected was little more than a glorified fan film. And while it beat the dog shit out of things like episodes 1 through 3, I mean, the most I can say is that it was a 
well, I won't say damned good film, but I mean, I guess at least it was entertaining, kinda. But is that really all that much of a surprise? Considering that JJ really only said that all he wanted to do is make the film, not, this is his words, not mine, but all he really wanted to do is make the movie delightful. All he wanted to do is do what the originals did for him, which was transport him and the rest of the audience to a different time and place as he brought us all back to the day of beautiful escapism. And actually, to be fair, I, I think I can safely say that he damn sure succeeded there. Because while a lot of people who should really know better seem to be going apeshit for this fucker, no more than 25 minutes in, and I closed my eyes and went straight the fuck to my happy place. So yeah, I guess he, he at least succeeded there. But no. This wasn't the long-awaited resurrection that so many had hoped and wished for, okay? In fact, you know what it was? It reminded me of what would probably happen if you took any one of those fan films on YouTube and gave those behind it a shit ton of money and just said, here, asshole, you have the cash, now go make the movie you wanted to make when you put this low-budget bullshit together. I mean, that, that's all it was. And all that sounds like a badass idea. The worst thing you can do is hand over the reins of power to a true hardcore fan. Because absolute power corrupts absolutely. And in the end, nothing good can come of it. So no. Comparing it to a YouTube fan film is in no way a compliment. At all. And can I just say that Abrams may be regretting not signing on for episode 8, but I think that he may be the only one feeling bad about that shit. I mean, I know I don't. Because while there's a hefty amount of praise being lauded at this reprehensible rubbish, I'd just like to point out that a lot of critics, and hell, a lot of fans who hate The Phantom Menace, initially, they love the son of a bitch. And guess what? Guess what happened? Time passed, cooler heads prevailed, and they came to their senses. And now, most everybody, they can agree that Menace is and always will be one of the worst cinematic disappointments in history, with only probably the other two prequels trailing behind it. But I was supposed to be focusing on the good shit. Let's... <sighs>
see if I can get back on track. Huh. I mean, what can I say about something that's just so damned amazingly average? Well, I guess being just average is at least enough to drown out the cries of agony left from the prequels. So I guess it's got that going for it. But so fucking what? I mean, if you hold a fresh bowl of shit up to a bowl of shit that's a good, what, 13, 14, 15 years old? One's sure as hell almost always gonna smell worse than the other, okay? But I guess if I had to be diplomatic, I, I might, <laughs> if I was liquored up enough, <laughs> I might actually give this, I don't know, a solid D, D+. Plus. You know, I mean, that's what that, that's passing, right? That, that's about as good as I can do. And really, the only reason it passes is because, like I said, I wasn't looking for a great movie. I was just looking for a, a good Star Wars flick. Which, I know, I know that some of you will probably say, well, what's the difference? And, uh, oh my damn, is there a difference? Huge fucking difference. I mean, come on. There are great movies. Then there are movies that were just entertaining as hell. And really? Entertaining as hell does not always a good movie make. I mean, take, take Jurassic World. Better yet, take the entire Transformer franchise. They're all, again, I won't say great movies, but they're all entertaining as hell. And they're all huge productions. But bigger ain't always better. Because they all made a ton of cash. And I guess I'd even go as far as to say that I almost kind of like them in my own little way. I mean, that might, might be a fair statement, I guess. So yeah, there are things in each of them that I would say were entertaining enough. In a guilty pleasure sort of way. But when you take that away... And just sit there and stare at it for a little bit. They kind of suck dirty ass. They're all just stupid as shit. And frankly, they should all be purified by fire and forgotten about. And just like them... Star Wars has and always will fall into the category of just being entertaining as hell to a certain extent. And that goes double for this one. 
because somewhere between the opening crawl and the cliffhanger ending, even at its best, it's a subpar Star Wars film and a horrible movie. No, no. <laughs> That's sugarcoating it too much. Because the only way it was even okay was if one might say, It's okay as far as glorified cinematic trash goes. But that's where it ends. Because even I had to give a bubblegum groan when I read the words, Luke, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker has vanished as they lay across the screen. And, and I get that there are probably hundreds of thousands, if not tens of millions, of fans that would have probably burned J.J. in effigy if he had even dared to start the movie in any other way but the infamous text crawl. But I ain't one of them. Because there's a lot of shit in this world that's a slippery slope. And this is one of those things. Because there's Retro, and then there's this fucker. Which is basically just a double-barreled blast from the past to the face. I mean, I know that Lucas always said he felt that the movies were more of almost a poem that had a certain rhyme and rhythm to them. But damn! I mean, there's a difference between mirroring something in such a way as, you know, reasonable... And, and just ripping the fucker right the hell off. I mean, come on. Because after seeing that text crawl and just about everything that came after it, I can see why this was so disturbingly retro to so many people that eventually it even caused its creator to liken its new parents to slavers. You know? Only now do I get that the smart thing to do would have been to, to just pay some sort of homage to the previous canon in just some subtle way that maybe, while apparent, wasn't just obvious as hell. But instead, what did we get? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, no. Instead, all we got was the obvious as hell. As they did exactly what they shouldn't have done. And looked in the rearview mirror. And just kept that gaze right fucking there. Without laying even an eye just once on the road ahead. They put the pedal to the metal and said consequences be damned. And mind you, I'm not saying I don't want any retro. But, I mean, just do what you can to appease the majority of this rabid fan base and throw in a handful of iconic imagery water at it. And then just be done with it, you know? Move on. I mean, if you had done that, you might have been okay. If you had just tossed in a few little things, we might be buddy-buddy right now. But you didn't. 
mean, what you gave us ends up being nothing more than two hours of cheap nostalgia. And too much of a good thing is still and always will be just too fucking much. Because I know I may have called Georgie Porgy every name under the fucking sun all those years ago. But even I gotta admit that as bad as they were, at least the prequels tried to do something new. And yeah, every copy of those movies should still go the way of old Annie and be melted down and left to die. But at least they tried to give us new ships and characters once you waded through all the droll about taxation and trade federations. You know? I mean, sure, they failed. But at least they tried. I mean, they gave us horseshit like CGI pears. But in comparison, I guess it wasn't all bad. Because, I mean, where do you get off giving us this movie is handed to us and just sitting back and hoping for the best? I mean, you can't do that. You just can't. You know? I mean, you, sh you should have known better. Because as it teeter-totters between wanting to be everything the franchise ever stood for and wanting to still feel at least slightly contemporary, it all sort of just ends up going topsy-turvy somewhere and eventually landing ass over tea kettle as we rise our fat asses from our seats and get a chance to make like Jackie O in the back of a limo and break the fuck out of there after just witnessing the worst thing since Mr. Brimley and the Battle of Endor. I mean, it's a rehash from start to finish. It literally goes from the text crawl saying, Oh no, Luke's gone. But don't worry. There's a treasure map to him. To a shot of a souped-up Star Destroyer. To a shot of a few stormtroopers. And so on and so forth. So, I mean, how about that for some disgustingly transparent pandering? And, <laughs> to be fair, that kind of pandering may be all they had left in their back pocket. Because the plot was just trash. And I know a lot of you might say that if you read the tie-in novels, that some of that shit that confuses and confounds is pretty well explained. But that's the reason I watch fucking movies. So I don't have to fucking read. I mean, criminy. Way to step back from the prequels, you jerks. Because I remember George doing something awfully close to that shit right there. <sighs> you know what? Doesn't matter. Because we're off to the races anyway. And it's not too long after that in their not-so-harrowing escape from Kylo Ren and the First Order that we get down to the nitty-gritty as the Rebellion's best new hotshot pilot tells his total BFF that wouldn't you know who won the pony? It just so happens that the droid he's after has part of the map that leads to Luke fucking Skywalker himself. And the former Stormtrooper's reaction? Not too fucking far from my own. But I digress. Kinda. 
Because before we can even get to that nifty little escape, we kind of have to go through a few little formalities. Because initially, we're actually on a desert wasteland by the name of Jakku. I mean, to see it in the daytime, the fucker looks hot as hell. And when I say hot, I mean Felicia Day hot. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we're, we're on Jakku with what seems to be the next Han Solo in Poe Dameron. When all of a sudden, shit hits the fan. Which I gotta say, comes in handy for us this time around, because we need something to distract us from Oscar Isaac's extreme compensating and, and overacting as he delivers lines to BB-8. Because they come off as nothing more than forced and faked only minutes into this fucker. But by the time the man I now not so lovingly refer to as Darth Fucknut lands in the midst of that nasty little slaughter, only to cut an old man down and take Dameron hostage so he can interrogate him, you almost can't help but love this shit. Almost. Because while that had the potential to be badass, Ran and the First Order are about as intimidating as a pissed off pug with rabies. But I guess I'll give them a pass on that one, because I know they didn't exactly want to make the First Order as big and bad as the Empire. And, you know, I, I can see that move. But fuck! I mean, come on! There's a lot of damned wiggle room right there. A lot of middle ground to work with, you know? I mean, if you don't make them total badasses, the least you could do is make them look more like a recoiled rebellion of old. I mean, as far as retro moves go, that actually might have been a smart one. You know, small in number, maybe scattered but still able to pack a punch. I mean, maybe making them more like the rebellion we remember might have been worth a look. Because if you don't do that shit, there's really only one option, in my opinion. And that's to have the rebellion lose. They needed to lose this one. Or the powers that be needed to at least save the blowing up of this ginormous fucker until early in the second act of the next one. That's what they needed to do. Because little moves like that could have made this thing a whole lot more watchable. And while they were at it, you know what else they could have done? They could have cut the majority of the unneeded and unwanted bullshit that was already there. And they could have added some shit with substance. Maybe extended it by about 15-20 minutes. Because while that would have essentially continued our pain, they could have used that time. They could have at least had the chance to take that moment and use it to show that son of a motherless goat, Wren. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Walked right into that. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. They need that time to be able to show him being the badass that they wanted us to see him as, but that he never really was. And hell, they could even lob a few more scenes in to show the First Order's reach and ruthlessness. 
Because as is, you hardly get to see that shit. And even if they did that, though, with what we were given, I probably still wouldn't give two wet shits about the poor sod. Or the order. But at least I might have cared more than I do now. I mean, anything's possible. But there are a lot of things like that. That if you just tweaked them just a little. Like I said, it, it, it still wouldn't make for a good movie. But it'd make it a hell of a lot more watchable. Because even as we're treated to what I'm sure will become an iconic image of a stormtrooper's blood-smeared helmet before we're whisked away and introduced to what many consider the breakout star in Daisy Ridley's Ray, the extent to which this wholeheartedly sucks is insanely obvious. And don't get me wrong here. She seemed to have great talent hidden somewhere within her acting ability. But I just don't see what all the fuss is about. And I'll concede that part of that might be nitpicking due to the character she was given. And some of it may even be my feelings more toward the character than the actress herself. But damn it all to Murgatroyd. I mean, she even makes Biff Tannen look like a fully fleshed out complex as hell character. Because they try to pack way too fucking much into her and everyone around her in way too little time. And it's because of that that we basically see her go from zero to Jedi in record fucking timing here, folks. Because compared to the heroine of the original trilogy, and yes, I do know what I said there, but compared to Luke, this chick seems to be on the path to mastering the Force faster than the Falcon made the Kessel run. I mean, let's just run down the list here. She can speak droid, Wookiee, and Obi-Wan knows what other languages. She can fight her way out of anything. She can read minds. Or at least hearts. And she masters the Jedi mind trick without even knowing what the fuck it is. And that's to say nothing of when she calls Luke's old lightsaber to her with ease. And it's because of all this that because she is almost instantaneously able to do shit that we didn't even get to see Luke do throughout his journey that took three fucking installments that we've left almost no room. <laughs> Let me, actually, I said we've. <laughs> Let's be fair. It's their fault. <laughs> but they've left no room in Ray for any kind of personal growth. At least, at least none that makes a character like hers seem even remotely interesting enough to invest your time or your heart in past whatever scene she's currently given. I mean, sure, 
There's that twinge of internal struggle about halfway through, as a character will come to know as Maz Kanata, hints that as Anakin's old lightsaber calls out to her in a scene that I can only imagine has Alec Guinness rolling over in his grave as they once again use him in a franchise he grew to hate his own involvement in. Yeah, there's, there's that little glimmer of something. But outside of that, or Maz telling her she may have something bigger ahead of her as she tries to fight the path she's already on and wants nothing more than to be able to go back to her boring life as she sits and waits for a family that'll probably never come? The chick's a snoozer if ever I've seen one. I mean, it's really actually kind of sad. Almost to the point where I hope they eventually take the time to build and hell, even expand on her. In any ways they set out to make the next one. Cause unless they do so, and do so using much broader strokes than they did this go-round. There's just nothing. There's, there's absolutely nothing to keep me interested in Ray past maybe the first act of the next load of craptasticness they put out. But I severely doubt I'll be willing to go much farther than that. Even if Luke turns out to be her daddy. But if that turns out to be the case... I mean, I just can't help but think that maybe that's a little heavy-handed for even this hunk of junk. I mean, Rey goes off to find what basically equates to her Obi-Wan in a way? After her uncle is taken out by what's left of the Empire? I don't know. I mean, hasn't something like that been done already? Because I, I feel like it has. I don't know. I'm, maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like it's been done before. But either way, it's barely enough to keep me interested, you know? And the only reason it would even do that is that it would help me fill some of the plot holes that were left by the first son of a bitch. I mean, sh like, why when you have his sister and his best friends, or at least the best friend of his best friend, why send this other chick, he doesn't even fucking know, to finally hunt down Luke once you figure out where he's been hiding all this time? Because some of that shit just doesn't make sense. But you know what? Fuck it for right now. Cause just about the time we've had enough of her, which doesn't take long, she finally meets up with what I can pretty much only describe as the comedy relief in the group as she teams up with Evan Finn. <laughs> See what I did there? You get it? Evan <laughs> <F> Finn? <laughs> you know, it was funny, right? Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Anyway, as I was saying, we're back on Jakku, right? So Finn's finally met up with our leading lady after seeing what the First Order's really all about. And without so much as a how do you do, and for what basically seems to be no fucking reason at all, almost immediately, Finn begins to fixate on Rey in such a creepy, stalkerish way that even Anakin would probably tell him. Dude, hey, slow down there, buddy. But luckily, 
before he can even try and get up in the gal's sarlacc pit. The First Order shows up and starts blowing shit away while hunting for those bastards. So they gotta tuck tail and fucking run for the hills. And they end up hightailing that shit right smack dab into the Millennium Falcon. Oh, shut up, man. Because I got a lot to cover here, okay? And besides, right about now is when our collective assholes tightened up and puckered, as we heard the Falcon described as a pile of junk that hasn't been flowing in years. And our hearts slightly drop to our feet, right up until the point when it takes off without so much as a stutter, putter, or flutter, as we hit warp speed on this mountainous pile of fan service. And I know I'm digging my heels into this fucker. And trust me, it deserves every damn bit of it and more. But just so most of you little fucking ninny hammers don't come looking for my ass. Let me, let me just take a moment and say that, yeah, it, it wasn't all trash. But even the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. I mean... The acting was better than I figured it would be. Because, I mean, hell, once Ray and Finn escape and are quickly met with Han and Chewbacca, who just so happen to be in the neighborhood as they remind everyone what Calvin and Hobbes the late years might look like as they board that baby, and Finn tries to figure out exactly what kind of brand of crazy Ray's dish now, as she almost immediately says she wants to go back where she almost died not five minutes ago, on a planet that now is probably predominantly ashes as all those around her and all those that she's ever known simmer like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Even the man I once called Grandpa Indy was believably fun for the first time in 30 years or so. Hell, I almost kind of liked seeing him up there on screen again after all this time. And even Chewie. Hell, well, forget the fact that the walking carpet seems to have a standing appointment at the groomers, but for a man of his age and size? Pete Mayhew? The man behind the fur? once again, now and forever, makes us damn near believe in something as ridiculous as a fucking Wookiee. So yeah, the cast really did a damn good job trying to make rancid chicken salad out of stale chicken shit. Is it the other way around? Ah, fuck it. But yeah, yeah the, the acting is a whole lot better than what I ever expected. I mean, even from Mark Hamill. And that bastard's only on camera for a whole 30 seconds. I mean, sure, that neurotic little soccer ball of a droid, BB-8, still showed a wider range of emotion than Ford has since Connery almost died in The Last Crusade. But still. And, and actually, when it came to those two, BB-8 and Solo, I mean, I gotta say, there was some true humor in it that came off this thing. Like a light breeze of fresh air. And most of it was actually thanks to those two. Which shocked the shit out of me. But for every last one of those fleeting moments that reared its pretty little head, 
Even the stellar acting couldn't stop them from doubling down on the whole who talks first sort of bullshit that fell flat on its ass from the first moment we saw it and every moment after that. Because every time they went back to that well, surprise, surprise, it fell on its ass again. I mean, who would have thunk it? You'd think they'd eventually figure out it wasn't funny. But no. And it's because of that that most of the humor not dealing with BB-8 or Solo was hardly even enough to give a slight chuckle. Because not only was it unfunny, but most of that hogwash was totally unneeded. And anyone who says otherwise can kiss the fattest part of my ass. And speaking of unneeded bullshit, if we could just backtrack a tad now that I've mentioned Kylo Ren, the way they'd been hyping this bastard? You would have thought that for such a bad mamma when Ren looks at Finn and can probably, at least if he's worth his salt, sense the inner struggle that this poor bastard's going through even during this opening battle, you would have figured that he coulda, and probably shoulda, force choke that fucker right to the ground. But he didn't. And why? Because regardless of the fact that a pack of drunken monkeys could have written his backstory, Kylo Ren seems to have just enough good in him that it actually starts holding the poor asshole back. Although I have a hard time trying to decide if he's just fighting the good in him to feed his want to fully embrace the dark side, or if this whole thing of seeming to have any good in him at all is just some sort of ruse he's pulling off to do what he has to do. And if that's the reasoning, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Cause that's a smart move. So smart in fact that that's kinda why I doubt I'm right on that. Cause you see, in the least shocking plot twist of all time, Outside of maybe the fact that Han dies in this fucker. <gasps> Ren? Is Ben Solo. Han and Leia's kid. Mind blown. And again, outside of Han's death, this little reveal was also done in the laziest way possible. Then again, I kind of suppose that this whole damn thing is a little lazy, you know? But yeah, anyway. Ren is Ben, Ben is Ren. Finkel is Einhorn. Got it? Good. Because as we get to Han's death, as you probably could have and should have guessed by now, it comes at the hands of his own son. And just real quick while I'm on the subject, they could have given just a tad bit more weight to that thing, you know? I mean, I don't know. Give them a slight moment before they come face to face on the bridge. Maybe something on the same planet Maz's little watering hole was on. Maybe when the First Order shows up to level the place. I mean, just even just two lines of dialogue. If we're lucky, two lines of dialogue each. When Han is captured for a slight second, right before Ren goes off to find Rey in the woods. I mean, even that would have done it. But we got Bupkis. 
Hell, I know I was never really crazy about trotting out the old war horses one last time, but I would have taken even just a little bit more of that nifty little convo between Han and Carrie Fisher's Leia, who apparently played the part of Mon Mothra this time around. Because at least that would have given us some reasoning as to why the boy supposedly has too much Vader in him. Or if it meant us even mentally forming more of a bond between Han and Ren, before the Ladoff's dear old dad in a rushed scene, without so much as letting us soak it in or even a smack on the ass. Because as we're about to realize as he's getting torn a new asshole, any of that would have been a small price to pay. Because Han didn't shoot first this go-round. And now? We're actually left with someone who has more Anakin in him. And that emo little bastard was a far cry from Vader. But what the fuck ever. Because as stupid as that shit is, it pales in comparison to the fact that we're about to find out that as our old big deal and our new big deal are saved by the Rebellion and the likes of some bootleg porkins named Snap Wexley before going back off and trying to save Ray. That the one thing that stands in the way of shit really going wrong and total fucking victory is a former janitor for the Empire who probably plunged Ren's space shitter a time or two? I don't know about you, but I don't like those odds. I mean, has any movie in history ever allowed one of its villains such immediate access to basically what equates to the head honcho of all good guys with no questions asked as we see here? Because I mean, that move alone makes me wonder about their competency. Because at least try to make sure you can trust the bastard, you know? I mean, it's lazadaisical mistakes like that that just piss me off in a movie. Because they could have just as easily left the base to be destroyed in the next film, and it would have given them that time to come up with something better than that shit. And they could have used that time to show more of that son of a bitch's reach and power. I mean, hell. They could have even used that time to expand on shit like Han's line to Rey that she has a lot to learn, if for no other reason than for her to be at least a little bit more vital to the destruction of the fucker in the next flick. And such time could have even given her and Ren more interaction between each other. Built a story there. Created some heat. They could have done that. But again, <laughs> they didn't. Just didn't even try. I mean, instead, they just let the big brother of the base that took detailed plans and supernatural-like skills to be destroyed get blown up with help from one of the Empire's former handymen. I mean, shit, fuck. That's almost as bad as Ren is Ben. And Benny Rennie is a pussy. I mean, they could have done so much with both him and Snoke the Ugly or Plagueis the Dumb or whatever the fuck you want to call him. Even though I, I know, I know, Disney basically said fuck the EU. But I find it funny that they give the middle finger to the EU with one hand and pick and choose from it with the other. But what the fuck ever. But yeah, he's a pussy if I ever saw one. And I've seen a lot of... <laughs> uh, never, never mind, never mind. Because when it comes to him, 
You see, I know I've thrown out a lot of small things that they could change throughout the movie already, and even a lot about him alone. But staying in that same little wheelhouse of thought, can I just bring up one more thing? Why, whenever Ren Ten Ben mentions Han, does he always have to refer to him as Han Solo? What the fuck is that about? I mean, when Vader talked about or to Luke, he called him Luke. He didn't go about calling out his whole damn given name, did he? I mean, unless he's doing it in some sort of way to try and show that he has no respect for the one member in his family who doesn't have the Force. Or maybe to show that there's some sort of resentment there for one of the parents that sent him away to train with his uncle. I mean, I, I might be able to see that shit. But I, I just don't know. Because if none of that's the reason, there's really no reason for it. And as for Ren's obsession with his granddad, there's absolutely nothing that those two have in common. I mean, as badly as Ren wants to be like Grandpapa, he can't sense his dad 15 feet away when he could sense him landing on the planet miles away not more than a few minutes ago as he landed with Finn before they meet up with Rey, who's in the middle of her own escape. I mean, what in the entire fuck is that all about? And while they hack at each other in the woods, and you realize that it kind of took a hell of a lot more to beat the Elder Skywalker than it's taking to take out his grandson? I mean, even as the ground opens up to give him an out in the fight he picked with Rey? You can pretty much sense that if given just a little bit longer, Ray would have whooped that ass anyway. But as the planet and the base within crumbles in on itself as the good guys make their way home, unfortunately she's not given the chance. And instead, we're left not knowing what the fuck happened to Ren or his buddies as Ray gets the order to sniff out Luke once the set dressing turn plot device that is R2-D2 turns on as he beeps, boops, and bops after being in sleep mode all this time as he just turns on and says, Hey, look, guess what, everybody? I've got the other part of the fucking map. And so, of course, with that, Ray goes off because, as I said, Apparently, it makes more sense for her to go after him than his own fucking sister. Which actually might be a little telling, because, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ray's Luke and Leia's love child. Maybe after offing his dear old daddy, Luke came home and celebrated by getting drunk and fucking his sister. I mean, it would explain a lot. And, I mean, come on. We've, we've all been there before, right? I mean, everyone looks at Ray like she's got a third titty on her forehead. She was abandoned by her family, probably in shame. And Luke's gone off to live the life of a hermit. I mean, it all fits. But anyway, and then... Well, actually, nothing. 
She finds him on an island named S2. That's you. Thank you. And then just nothing. The movie just sort of ends there, with its ass showing out, and not letting us even tap that bastard. So there it is. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I wish there was more to report, but that's the whole fucking movie. That's the whole damn thing. And all we can do is try to figure out how this fucker didn't bomb worse than Jim and the Holograms as we wait for episode 8. Which, frankly, I'm only seeing so I can toss out another episode of this son of a bitch. Because otherwise, I'd leave that fucker alone. Because while some questions might get retroactively answered, no amount of rewrites, no amount of time, can fix this shit. So no. If it wasn't for you bastards, I wouldn't even see the son of a bitch. Because after all that time, after all that trust, what do I have to show for it? What do any of us have to show for it? Not a damn thing. So I don't know where you're going, but if I'm not going for your sake, I just, I can't do it anymore. Because the time has come for me to admit to myself that it was only a matter of time before the Empire and all that surrounded it was doomed forever, if it ain't already royally fucked. And now that I've given you a pretty good idea of why this movie sucked so hard and served it up on a nice piping hot podcast platter while saving you about 40 minutes of shitty movie, I mean, well, I hope I'll be catching you down the road somewhere as I come back and get a little bit more in-depth as to why I feel that bullshit like this flick is more the exception than the rule. You know, for right now, I think I'm just gonna part friends, cut my losses, and say good day. I said good day, sir.